0: What's up, what's up? This is Gun speaking. Yeah, just to let you know you're now tuning into G Talks. Ready to detox. What's up y'all? Welcome back to another episode of G Talks, Ready to Detox. This is your host, Gun In today's episode, I was able to talk to Yang Lo, a creative from Thailand, to talk about their creative journey and their inspirations and their story overall. Throughout the episode, I will be playing recent tunes Yang has been listening to. Without further ado, let's get to know who they are and hope you enjoy the episode.
1: Here I am. Only you
0: I'll just get started, How, like, tell us about who you are and what do you do?
2: Okay, this is always really such a hard question because I feel like my gut instinct is to just say like I'm a person, <laughs> like, I'm really just a person um, trying to make my way through life, you know. I'm also an artist um, and I feel like art is just a really cool way to kind of heal yourself and heal others and build community. That's kind of what I'm about or what I kind of try to center my practice about. Um, other things about me, <laughs> I am a student right now. I'm gonna graduate in May. Um, I'm studying film and TV production, but I actually just wanna be an artist. I grew up in Bangkok, Thailand. I was born and raised there, but I'm half Cantonese and half Malaysian. Wait, so how many
0: languages do you speak?
2: Um, good question. Okay, I speak English, mm-hmm. Cantonese. My Mandarin is kind of withering away. Mm-hmm. Um, I did learn German in school and then I was able to speak a lot of Spanish at some point in my life, but now it's kind of gone away from me and then enough Thai to kind of get around.
0: How did you get started? Like overall, um, yeah, like what inspired to start your creative journey to like pick up, I don't know, not just photography, because I also know like you do videos and other visuals, and I don't want to put you in a box, but yeah, when did all this start?
2: (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate you for not putting me in a box. Um, I feel like, I feel like I just started as a kid, honestly, like art has just always felt very instinctual to me, and it's just always been something that I've really enjoyed. It's something that I've felt like I've kind of learned to understand myself more through in the world, just kind of a way of processing things. I'm like very much a visual thinker. I um, have like, not the cool kind of synesthesia where it's like you play piano, you can like see colors, but I have the one where <laughs> you kind of associate um, like days of the week, numbers, less of the alphabet with specific colors, and I kind of always have my whole life. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like just as a child, I kind of was just always painting or drawing. I was drawing all the time in class, like everywhere. I'd sit in the library after school and just draw. Um, And then as I kind of got older, I got more into photography and kind of using technology with art, which has been fun. Although I feel like I'm more of like an analog person myself. I'm not the best at technology, but you know, here we are. (laughs) Um, And then I feel like once I got into uni, I kind of got more into just developing a photography practice, just doing freelance work, also just making art for myself and kind of questioning what I thought art was and I don't know like how I wanted to kind of move through that. It's been an interesting journey.
0: <laughs> is there any creative inspirations that you look up to while you're creating? I like this is such a vague question because I don't want to like
2: <laughs> you'll know, be like
0: you, which photographer do you look up to or just like you know in general like what has been your motivation or inspiration while creating?
2: Hmm, that is a good question. I, I feel like it kind of changes a lot. Like, I think for me, a lot of my art is just kind of informed by my life or things I'm thinking about. Um, Things that I've kind of thought about in the past are kind of just like my roots, my culture, like identity. I think that's always going to be a big theme of the stuff that I make because there's just so much to figure out (laughs) and there's so much to kind of like break down and unlearn and then redecipher for yourself and I think that's been a lot of my art lately um and I've kind of been taking like a bit of an unofficial break from doing like visual art just hasn't resonated with me as much but lately I've been thinking a lot about intimacy and just kind of exploring that in like relationships and that's a theme that I kind of see my art going towards if I release anything soon we'll see <laughs> but um also just answering on like I don't know I guess inspirations I Really, really love the work. I'm just gonna name drop some people that I love right now. Um, I really love the work of Ren Hong, Luo Yang, uh, Dexter Navy, mm-hmm. Andrew Thomas Wong, um, Leslie Zhang, uh, John Yu Yi, Nadine, I don't know how to pronounce their last name, Ijui. Um, really beautiful work. Chogi Sok, and also just my friends. Um, I think I'm so lucky to be in a community of such amazing artists. A lot of love to Tea Park. Um, who I miss very dearly, Bengo Kamalafe who's um, Ah Hyun Kim, Davina James of the Brown Fluenza, Susana Vegas, and Jimmy Wang, also just my ancestors like I feel like I'm always just really inspired by that and I've been trying to connect more to that through my art too.
0: (laughs) Yeah no that's super that's really nice I like to a certain extent I want to reach out because Like I said, it's just the uproot project really. I was like, wow, this is like really culture based and there's not much like, I guess like, I don't wanna say there's not much East Asian representation but when I was growing up, I didn't see none of that. I didn't see anyone that like, at least back in like China, like I didn't see a lot of different um, size or shapes or just like looks of East Asian people. And yeah, so it's kind of cool to see how you are able to include everyone mostly, not just like East Asian, but like people comes with like different diverse backgrounds and stuff like that.
3: La noche así cuando él no me dijo
0: What what inspired to create like pr- the most recent projects like This Body with Gogo's um, poetry and stuff like that?
2: So with This Body, Gogo actually reached out to me and asked me to work on their project with them. I feel like we kind of just met up a lot of times and had lots of conversations about kind of what it means to have like a healthy relationship with your body. Because I think the way that that's kind of sold to you and all these like ads is like, oh, this is what healthy looks like. or like, this is a certain, like it's really one specific image of what health should look like but no I think like we both kind of realized like it's just more intuitive it's just how you feel like how you feel informs how you look in a way you know and that's kind of a project that we wanted to create like around that kind of concept and just kind of highlight like again like just showing images of intimacy and like people just really connecting with each other that was Gogo and Gogo's housemates um, all together Mm -hmm. in that project and also just really like Having a good visual kind of um, companion, for lack of a better word, to Gogo's poetry. I really love the way that Gogo like, uses words. And yeah, I think that's just something that was really cool to kind of create together.
0: How do you navigate like the creative space through identity? Even though like not a lot of people want to um, limit themselves with that, but I feel like it's also an important element when you try to create because it's a, like you know, inspirations comes from life, your culture, your everything.
2: I feel like kind of trying to navigate that while creating. Um, Just as someone who works in lots of different mediums, I kind of see, like, I don't know if I'm describing this in the best way, but I guess doing, like, any medium that I touch, I kind of just want to do that to the most me way as possible, if that makes sense. So photography, like, I'm going to do it how I want to do it, and just, like, learn how to shift my thinking around that in a way that kind of fits me. And I think in doing that, like the more personal you kind of get with that, the more that kind of just speaks to people. Cause I think that just feels more authentic and real. Yeah. Um, same with like ceramics, which is something I've been really getting into lately. I've been, I took a class last semester and it was really amazing. <laughs> I'm kind of obsessed with <laughs> making ceramics right now is all I can think about. <laughs> no, I'm just praying the day I can get back into the studio and get some clay in my hands again. <laughs>
0: That sounds cool. Weren't you like opening up for a, uh, submissions or
2: how do you call that like the Oh the like commissions? Yes. Yeah yeah I've taken a couple which is been fun. Um, it's been nice because it's just been a lot of like really close friends kind of reaching out and being like hey can you make me an ashtray just make it however you want to make it and I really appreciate that kind of freedom with my work. I'm kind of I can be stubborn to an extent like I just feel like if I know like, if I see it in my head, I just have to make it how it's supposed to be, mm. and that just, that's, like, I don't know, it's very, art just feels very instinctual to me, and it's weird, because I feel like the way you're told about it in school is very, like, this is how you're supposed to think about art, or this is how, like, all these old white people that we've given power to, <laughs> and claim to, this is how they thought about art, and this is now how you should think about it, too, but fuck that, like, just do what feels right to you, and even just kind of doing research into, like, my own roots and my culture, like, you see like so much of the way that we think about like what is defined as an art versus what's defined as a craft is used to just like completely, I don't know, take power away from people that have been doing this certain style of art for much longer than a lot of other people that we kind of celebrate Mm -hmm. in like media now. You know, like in parts of China, you see whole villages dedicated to making just pottery and everyone's kind of working together as a community to just work on that craft and then also, you look at like Asian, I mean, ancient, (laughs) ancient Chinese poets who like had to come up with poems in seven steps, you know, I don't know if you ever heard of that legend, but just things like that, like that's really cool. And I think it's kind of nice to just acknowledge and honor that in, I don't know, the art world we live in now.
0: Like I mentioned about uproot so many times, uprooted, um, but <laughs> how, like what was the creative project, like creative process behind that? Like how did you come up with it? Because mm-hmm. was like two years ago at least, or? Um.
2: Yeah, two years ago, two years ago, it's mad. <laughs> I feel like the way that I thought about art then was so different, but looking back on it, like I always will kind of appreciate doing that project because it's just, it still feels very me, um, and it's strange because a lot of my work doesn't really resonate with me anymore. I don't know. I feel like I'm just shifting and changing a lot as a person. Um, but Uprooted, yeah, I was trying to get more into writing poetry. Um, that's something that I'm sometimes still a little bit share, like scared and anxious to share with people because it's just so intimate. But I really love writing poetry and I've just been feeling really bogged down about, again, like what you were saying earlier, just the lack of Asian representation. And I think. I mean even just the way that we see things like oh crazy rich Asians and yes that's really cool to see like just the bare minimum like Asian people on the screen but it's like this is just rich Asian people and that really excludes so many people from the conversation and it's not like I don't know it's just kind of weird to see this kind of watered down version of what I think is real representation and so I was like damn well I'm sitting here complaining about that not being there but I guess i could just make something (laughs) like i guess i could just make something um at least for myself and at least for like maybe it's not going to reach everyone but just me and the people that i'm really like around i guess um and so it all started from writing a poem i don't feel like i write poems in a very conventional way i kind of just will decide throughout my day like i'm gonna write a poem right now and just sit for like 10-15 minutes and be like okay that's good there you go full stop done And I woke up one morning just thinking about how, like the kind of representation that I want to see. And I just felt really frustrated. I just felt really angry. Mm -hmm. And it felt good to just get all of that out on the page. And then after that, I was like, "Hmm, this would be nice to like incorporate some visuals with because that's kind of the main medium that I've been working in. And my friend Benga, whose show you told me he wants to, um, reached out to me and asked me to put up a piece for the show. Mm -hmm. And so, I just got to work I was like okay well how do I want to like find a way to kind of meld the words into the um, images and that was a whole long process because I am not the best with technology as we've discussed (laughs) and so I kind of did I arranged like different days where I shot with my friends literally just in my living room I went to the the fashion district in L.A. and picked up some yards of fabric and just literally musk and taped them <laughs> to my living room wall because we had this big window there that just let in a lot of sun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of based it around colors and I tried to group people by people that I thought would vibe with each other <laughs> or people that were good friends. Um, and so the main kind of colors that I used were red, yellow, green, blue, just because those were the most kind of common colors you see in Asian flags, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So. Kind of figured out styling on my own. <laughs> I had my friend Ah-hyun, um who was modeling in it, but she also was assisting the shoot for me. So much gratitude for that. And we together stuck on, like, we used eyelash glue to stick on grains of rice to some of my friends' faces. Um, and we also just, other things that we used, we used incense sticks um, and also these little, like, kind of china bowl sets that I had with, like, blue ceramic patterns in them. Um, yeah I just kind of with every shoot I generally will just sit down and like just draw out whatever kind of poses come to me or things that I'm seeing Mm -hmm. and then I'll just go into the shoot and kind of be like all right let's try do this let's try do that we'll just figure it out I feel like obviously things can change and sometimes things just come to you on the spot like that picture of uh, Davina with chopsticks on her eyes Mm -hmm. opening them like pulling them wide Mm -hmm. um I didn't actually intend for her to be rolling her eyes back and having her tongue out, but she just did that. And I was like, wait, that's kind of sick. <laughs> and so we just took that picture. And then off to getting all the pictures and doing so much editing with just colors and things. Um, I then printed them out really big. I was in this intermediate photo class at the time. So we had access to printing <laughs> and printed them out huge. Spent a couple hours just getting the colors right, really printing them all out big carried them back to the building I was living in at the time and then got like black paint and a paintbrush and just painted the word straight on which was kind of scary I feel like knowing what I know now about (laughs) using photoshop and things like that I could have just painted it onto like a blank page or something and then scanned it in and digitally put it in but this was really like if I mess up (laughs) I really just can't mess up because that would just I don't know, this is my one shot to get it right, but managed to do that. Um, I finished that piece, I think, a couple hours before <laughs> going to Benga's art show and having them up. I'm really bad with doing things on time. I feel like, I don't know, structure. I just have my own structure about things and sometimes it's just hard for me to really stick to deadlines, which i trying to be better at. Um, but yeah, just finished that, took that to Benga's art show, put it <laughs> no, it's not...
0: Like, like you said, a lot of your past artworks doesn't really re- resonate with you anymore because, you know, people grow, artists grow, and style changes. Um, and we're still young, always exploring. Um, mm-hmm. What are some key projects in the past or any projects in the past you worked with or in the future that really excite you and you look, in, you know, you look forward to it and stuff?
2: Mm, things that I'm really looking forward to. For the past, like, damn, how long has it been? Since last summer, it's been a good couple months now me and one of my really good friends Jasmine, Jasmine Sears. Um, We've been working together on creating a community cookbook that's kind of just using a lot of recipes from people in our community like close friends and I was doing a hard for that and we're kind of getting close to finishing up the design and hoping to release that soon so that's something that I've been really excited about. It's also just been nice to kind of I don't know connect with friends just while like we're in lockdown and stuff too you know and just have a project around community and people which i miss <laughs> and something else uh, me and t me and t park uh, made a film together oh, i think like we shot this december 2019 and we're just kind of finishing up editing with the sound and hoping to release that too is starring in the film along with my one of my really good friends Santi mm-hmm. and they're both acting in it he also wrote the whole script and I directed it and we just had a really amazing crew on that that was my first time kind of directing something of that scale so it was just I don't know I think really beautiful to just see so many people on set mm-hmm. um, so hopefully that's coming out soon mm-hmm. uh, another thing just getting more into ceramics I'm hoping to just keep taking commissions I realize it's kind of funny I'm good at social media but also bad at social media because I realize I'm just very casual about stuff like I'll really just put up a story and be like hey I'm taking commissions right now but I don't post any pictures of the things that I've made so I've had so many people say I'm kind of interested but I have no idea what your work looks like so just you know being better about that but I'm hoping to kind of maybe set something up and just be able to sell things that I make
0: just at the moment like what message do you want to bring to your audience with your work
2: Ooh, good question I think the kind of through line in my work is just learning to validate yourself you know like I think that really much applies to very much applies to me and I think just learning that like you're actually valid in the way that you see yourself and the way that you think because I think it's too often that young people are put into spaces where we're told that our ways of thinking aren't right or they're too much or like they're not valid at all but I think just kind of realizing that and tapping into ancestral knowledge you know like you are protected and like you're seen like you can I don't know like build a big community of people and like you can really accept love that you didn't know you had in your life Mm -hmm sweet messages
0: <laughs> as much as we're young I feel like there's a lot of things that we like definitely learn from like by creating and all that so what advice would you give someone who is just starting in the creative industry or just started to like at, like appreciate what they're capable of doing and start to taking it seriously
2: Ooh, Okay, Ooh, I got a lot of advice <laughs> I would say a big one is pace yourself like you have more time than you think you do And I think also just as a young person, there's so much pressure to conform to certain way of sharing your art online or having it be consumed, you know, and I think even with myself, like I'm trying to pace myself now. I think sometimes I get really overwhelmed with how much I'm taking on at a time or it just also kind of sucks like doing art that maybe you're getting paid a good amount for, but you don't really resonate with it like you have to kind of like it's up to you and you're fully allowed to set your own boundaries with people and that's not something that I realized for a really long time um and I think that's just an important thing to bring up like you can decide where you want to make your compromises like okay maybe I'll do this kind of art that I don't really feel that connected to for like x amount of money that like this is how much that's worth to me and again like no one else can tell you how much that's worth to you that's really up to you um i think secondly trust your instincts like i think it's really easy especially kind of when tapping into a new medium of like just to kind of beat yourself up about it and think oh like other people have been doing this for longer and that's so much better than what i'm making but what you're making is valid you know like you're just learning it's it's good to just be easy on yourself and again like i well, my house big though, I'm always beating myself up about like tiny things cause I can be such a perfectionist about art, but it's okay. Like it's okay to let go of that kind of expectation for yourself. Like you can just make things, make things in private. That's a big one. Um, you don't have to share everything you make. You can just make art that really serves you. And again, yeah, no pressure to share it. It's, it's just as valid if no one sees it, mm-hmm. than if a whole it's put up in a gallery and a ton of people see that too.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm, that's yeah those are valid points those are really valid <laughs> um not to be too harsh on yourself and definitely pace yourself and yeah create just create you know just for the sake of creating yeah. um because yeah because isn't that like the reason everybody starts to create because they like what they're doing rather than posting on social media um but yeah i'm not saying social media is a bad thing it's just like mm-hmm. you get like so consumed in it and yeah. um at least that's for me recently. I was battling with that too. I was like, I want it this way, like I wanted that. Like, okay, relax. Like you have time. Like, what are you doing here?
2: <laughs> you have, uh, no, I've definitely gone through the same thing. So mm-hmm. I feel you on that.
0: Yeah. Um, I guess the last question just to wrap it up a little, which we kind of mentioned about the project and stuff, but overall personally or like, you know, through your artwork, um, I don't want to say what do you want to accomplish this year, but, like,
2: Mm -hmm. do you
0: want to, you know, I guess, like, improve or just, like, accomplish in general, like, without a time frame?
2: Like, just while being in quarantine and stuff and just having so much time to be introspective and really think about things, I've definitely asked myself that same question so much. Like, what do I want to do maybe in my life or just in general? And I think a really big thing that I've been dreaming of and something that I'd really love to do one day is just kind of open up like a like a decolonial art institution or kind of community center Mm -hmm. and just have like me and maybe some friends or just people in my community go there and like mentor young like queer people of color Mm -hmm. interested in art because i think art is just not given it's just not given the respect that it deserves sometimes i think i'm sure you probably felt this too but for me growing up i've Always known that I wanted to be an artist since I was a kid, but it was just so many people saying like, well, "How are you gonna eat?" And like, that's valid because I'm, I don't know, I'm figuring that out. But also just how are you gonna eat? How are you gonna move about the world? Like, I don't know. You should pick something more stable. I've just had so many people tell me such discouraging things, and every time I've convinced myself to kind of stray from that path, I've always just been brought back. You know, and so I just feel like that's something that I just want to commit to and stick to. So I would like to just be in a space where I can mentor people, not even really like teach people. I think the whole dynamic between a teacher and a student is so weird. I think we don't really give young people and like kids the kind of power and respect that they deserve, you know, like I think kids know much so much more than we let them, we believe that they do. So right. I kind of want to just put people in a space where they can be encouraged to do art, have the resources to give them. Um, and then also as part of this kind of community center I'd want to have like a big garden where we can all just grow things together and kind of cook them I'd also want I really love cooking I feel like that's not something I talk about or it's not something I'm allowed to talk about very often Um, but yeah I'd want to maybe have some kind of restaurant attached to it where we can just like cook meals out of the things that we grow and just give people like really cheap meals or free meals if possible that are just nutritious and taste really good <laughs> that would be really nice um, and I think also there's just so many food deserts in LA as well where that would be really cool to do and at night I think I'd want to have the space turned into like a kind of like a club <laughs> and me and my friends will really just believe in like the power of being able to just move your own body and like feel free in that and just feel safe in a space where you can dance there's this poster up in our living room that says marginalized bodies dancing together is power and i really live by that i really think that's true um from luke kim um i think their at is directory service on insta If you want to check out more of their stuff but yeah a lot of my friends are djs like benga jimmy olivia Mm -hmm. um I'm learning I've been learning how to DJ and I'd love to play a set sometime but I think just being able to share space with people and again just build community where people can just feel free and I don't know that's just a big dream of mine one day I would like to do that (laughs) last kind of piece of advice um me and one of my housemates Andrea talk about a lot Mm -hmm. um we have just kind of talked about how your art doesn't have to be your whole career like you can have a separation you know like I'm fuck a career honestly like I'm really fine just finding regular degular the job and just being able to sustain myself and like take care of people that I care about mm-hmm. and just find a way to do that while doing art on the side like that doesn't have to be your whole career you can again you can kind of navigate that boundary you can kind of make whatever compromises are best suited to you
4: Yeah. Okay.